Hi, and welcome to episode 36 of 5 Minutes of Rum, another aftermath of Christmas episode of 5 Minutes of Rum. Notes on rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Up the Grove. Today's episode features a couple of Christmas gifts from family members, a bottle of Clement Con Bleu Rum, Agricole, and the newish cocktail book by those behind the Death & Company bar in NYC, New York City. And from that Death & Company book, I'll make a strawberry balsamic gastrique and use that and the rum in the Caribbean Shrub cocktail. So, as mentioned, the rum in today's episode is from the Clement Rum Company, is the Clement Con Bleu uh, Agricole Rum. Um, obviously, all the Clement rums from Martinique are Agricole rums. Uh, and this is another one from their line. This is, um, they have a couple different lines that they distinguish from. One of them is what they call the cocktail collection. Another one is the um, aged rum collection. This, this falls in the cocktail collection rum, along with the Premier Con and Select Barrel. Um, and then some of their aged rums would be like the VSOP from uh, the Mai Tai episode, episode seven. And then some of their uh, aged rums like the six year and the 10 year and single cask, etc. cetera. So uh, this falls into their, their cocktail line. Um, you can, again, hear a little bit more about Clement Vsop rum in the Mai Tai episode way back in episode seven. Uh, there's a link to that in the show notes, or you can get it from the five minutes of rum website. The Con Bleu is a white agricole at 100 proof or 50% alcohol by volume. So there's a chance that it's going to run a little bit hot. And as a reminder, as an agricole from Martinique, not only is the rum distilled from fresh pressed cane juice rather than molasses, but its production is also governed by the AOC. Um, and that has implications on how it's actually produced. For more information on the uh, Appalachian of Origin or AOC process, please listen to episode five, also linked in the show notes, uh, where I talk about that a little bit more in reference to the Rum JM Blanc that was in episode five. Um, in short, the AOC puts certain standards in place that have to be adhered to in order to be called the thing that it's governing. So in order to be a Martinique agricole rum, you have to follow the rules that the AOC stipulates. Um, and that'll ensure, you know, there, it, it'll put in place things like how you can age it, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a, it's a governing body that sort of assures that what you're getting from that region adheres to a certain set of criteria. Uh, and it's, again, like I said in that episode from, uh, I believe it was episode five on the Rum Jam Blanc, uh, the AOC has its origins back to the French tradition where cognac is produced uh, according to a certain set of rules and traditions, etc. So that's that's where it gets its roots from. Um, so as an agricole rum, this is distilled directly from sugarcane and not from molasses. And because of that, you're going to get a stronger sense of the soil that that sugarcane was grown in. You're going to get a little bit more earthiness, and you're going to get, of course, the grassiness from the rum. Uh, this particular rum is made from cane juice from one varietal of sugarcane, a blue sugarcane, as you may surmise from the name. But that's the that's the hook on this particular rum is that it's coming from one sugarcane varietal um, as opposed to pressing a bunch of different sugarcane varietals and, and getting the distillation from that. Um, once this rum is distilled, or once the, let me rephrase that, once the uh, sugarcane juice is distilled, it rests for six months in a steel vat, and then it's reduced slowly down to 50% alcohol by volume as water is introduced into the rum. Um, so I'm sort of predisposed to liking Clement rums, and I am predisposed to liking agricole rum as a style. So on the surface, this one would seem to be right up my alley and, and right into the rum sweet spot of things that I like. Um, this also seems like as good of a time as any to remind you about the tea punch. Again, that was a, uh, the episode five, but uh, a tea punch is always a good idea with an agricole rum, especially a white agricole rum. 
Uh, for non-agricole rums, the I find the daiquiri to be my standard test. If I get a new bottle of rum, I make a daiquiri out of it and see how it stands up. For an agricole, tea punch kind of takes that place. Um, and it's you know largely the same ingredients, just applied a little bit differently. So again, uh, link to episode five to talk a little bit more about the tea punch. But in short, a tea punch is created with a few guidelines, but no strict rules. Uh, in this case, I would say a tea punch, you take a, a small glass, uh, put in maybe a teaspoon to a tablespoon of sugar syrup and a lime wedge, squeeze the lime wedge into the syrup, stir, stir that up a little bit, maybe muddle it a little bit with the lime wedge, and then pour in an ounce and a half to two ounces of an agricole rum. Uh, stir that a little bit uh, a little bit as well. And then you can either put a single, a single ice cube in there if you want to lengthen it and cool it down a little bit or just take it straight. Uh, generally speaking, I take mine with an ice cube, uh, but your mileage may vary. Okay, so let's taste this here, uh, Clement Con Blue Rum. Uh, Appearance-wise, it's clear and it's uh, presented in a standard-style Clement bottle, uh, meaning Clement has, a, a, has done a good job of repackaging all their rums into a similar-style bottle, so it's very distinctive. This one is uh, much as you'd expect in the same bottle, but with blue tints on the label. Um, once it's in the glass and swirled, it produces what I would characterize as a razor-thin razor wire um, of liquid along the top of the glass. Once it's swirled, that then slowly develops into droplets along that wire. Um, in terms of aroma, if you smell it from the bottle, uh, it gives you, and pardon the overly poetic description, but it smells kind of like a clean field, a clean grass field on an island. Um, pour it in the glass, you get some herbal notes, nothing too overwhelming. Again, certainly that grassiness that you, um, it, I, I don't I don't want to overplay it, but that is the easiest description and the, probably the most accurate description for most agricole rums. Um, in fact, I would venture to say that if you get an agricole rum, that especially an unaged agricole rum or a white agricole rum, and you pour that out and you get anything predominantly other than grassiness, um, you might be, you might wonder a little bit what's going on with that rum. Anyways, uh, this rum in particular, uh, not particularly sweet smelling, uh, just smells like a, a good, you know, rum base. Taste uh, comes at you a little bit hot, as you might expect, because it's uh, hunter proof, uh, but it calms down right away. Uh, it's a dry rum, um, and yes, it's got a little bit of that distinctive grassiness with just a touch of sweetness as it finishes. Uh, and speaking of the finish, there's a lingering warmth in the throat, hangs out a little bit on the tongue as well. Uh, and overall, this is an, I, I find this to be an excellent sipping white agricole. If you like rum agricole, I heartily encourage you to go get a bottle. If you aren't sure about agricole rum as a category, this is definitely one that you should try. Uh, it's not over at the extreme end of the agricole, so th um, but it also doesn't disguise its roots. So you know, I think it might be a good one to try if you're a little unsure about the category. Uh, it has the necessary heat that you want out of a white agricole, but isn't overpowering. And the tea, munch, the tea punch that you make from this really makes me believe that this bottle isn't going to last long in my liquor cabinet. Um, as I mentioned before, I typically add an ice cube to my tea punch, uh, especially when I'm making it with the JM Blanc. I don't necessarily add an ice cube on this one. Uh, it's pretty good just with the little bit of sugar syrup, the lime wedge, and the rum all on its own. Um, so once I had a tea punch or two with this rum, um, I wanted to try it in another cocktail. And so then I went searching through my new cocktail books that I got for Christmas to see what I could find that might be a good application for this rum. Now, the book that I landed on was the um, new-to-me Death & Company book. I believe that the Death & Company cocktail book came out uh, sometime within the last six months or so. I started seeing it on websites for bloggers that I follow that uh, write about cocktails. 
um, and it showed up on my Amazon recommendations for some reason. Um, and so I put it on my wish list. Uh, the book itself, uh, a very stately looking uh, hardbound book. Uh, it's a cocktail book for those that really like to nerd out on cocktails, I think. You don't have to be an advanced cocktail maker or or person who's a uh, cocktail aficionado, uh, but it really gets into the details of things um, from what I can see so far. So if you like to nerd out on cocktails, uh, this is the this is a book to go to. Uh, it's written, uh, from what I can tell, by the staff at what I'm assuming is a renowned bar in New York City. I've never been to a bar in New York City, but Death & Company has some sort of reputation, and it's a good one. Um, and it operates a bar under the same name, Death & Company. Uh, I've barely, honestly, started in on this book, uh, and from what I can tell already, it's going to be an all-star in terms of reference. Uh, one of the things I found right away was a rum old-fashioned recipe called Death From, Ab Death From Above, uh, that has at its base a lemon heart 151 uh, ounce as well as some uh, scarlet ibis rum and some other things. So um, right from that, I can tell that these these folks know what they're doing and these are really, really well put together recipes. Anyway, so I'm sure there's more to come on this here podcast from this here book. Uh, there's a link to the book in the show notes and having read about 3% of it already, <clears throat> excuse me, having only read about 3% of it already, I'm ready to endorse it for whatever that's worth. Uh, so again, like I mentioned, I went searching through this book just to see, is there anything that calls for an agricole rum and in particular a white agricole rum? Um, I was a little bit surprised to see that there was a recipe for it and surprised in a good way. Uh, the reason I say I'm surprised is because it's not necessarily the most common rum that you'll find. Uh, so finding a recipe that called for an agricole rum was, um, you know, a pretty good, pretty good find right away. Um, the rum that they're actually calling for is a La Favorite Rum Agricole Blanc. But I, I feel that the Clement in this episode is comparable to what um, what they're pouring with the La Favorite. La Favorite is a, a really good line of rums, and I'd like to get um, that as part of the show sometime in the future as well. I just don't happen to have any in my bar currently. Anyways, so I found that recipe and thought right away, let's, let's look at the rest of the ingredients and see if that's going to fall in line. And I see, let's see, one ounce of Appleton Estate VX rum, got that. I see uh, cane sugar syrup, which I have an approximation of, and then something that says three-quarter ounce of strawberry balsamic gastrique, see page 285. Uh, that threw me a little bit, but I figured, all right, if they're providing the recipe, let me go ahead and see what that uh, is all about. So um, first of all, what, let's, let's talk about what is a gastrique. Uh, a gastrique is a caramelized sugar deglazed with vinegar and optionally additionally flavored with other ingredients. So for this recipe, as you can tell from the name, we're talking about a cooked sugar syrup with strawberry and balsamic vinegar. Now, uh, the recipe itself is called a Caribbean shrub cocktail. So following uh, a gastrique, what the heck is a shrub? Uh, there's two general meanings for a shrub when it comes to drinks. One refers to a fruit liqueur from roughly um, was had its heyday in the 17th and 18th century where sugar and citrus juice and citrus rinds were added to brandy or rum. So if you've heard of Clement Creole shrub, perhaps on this show, uh, this is a good example of this type of shrub. It's an orange liqueur made with Clement rum. Uh, very good in a Mai Tai. I usually have about all that on hand when I'm not using the Pierre Ferrand dry curacao. Alternately, uh, a shrub can mean a cocktail that is comprised of spirits, uh, water, either carbonated or uncarbonated, and a vinegared syrup. The aforementioned gastrique in this case, uh, which we just learned can have additional flavor added via fruit and herbs. So um, I went about making the gastrique. I looked at the recipe itself that's also provided in the Death & Company book. Pretty straightforward, pretty easy. 
got a new uh got a new simmering pan with a strainer for christmas so it all seemed to come together as uh let's go ahead and give this a try a lot of pictures in the show notes of making this recipe the strawberry balsamic gastrique uh but the basic process is you're creating a sugar syrup adding in the strawberries and letting them give up some of their flavor as they simmer for about a half hour then adding in the balsamic vinegar letting that simmer uh, for about another half hour while it reduces and thickens and then straining and bottling that um, and so, and based on the taste, um, I'm confident in saying you could probably enjoy this in other applications that are non-cocktail applications, such as on a waffle or over vanilla ice cream. Uh, I don't think that this is something that you're only going to make in one cocktail re- recipe or make and then only use in one cocktail recipe and it's going to go bad. I think you'll be able to find uses for this uh, particular uh, syrup. As I mentioned, the recipe, uh, the cocktail recipe in this episode is the Caribbean Shrub Cocktail from the Death & Company Cocktail Book. Um, the, I, I made a couple substitutions. I'm going to give you the recipe as presented and then I'll tell you what my substitutions are. Uh, the recipe as written, um, was one ounce of Appleton estate VX rum, which I used one ounce of La Favorite rum agricole blanc. I substituted one ounce of the Clement con blue three quarter ounce of the strawberry balsamic gastrique that was just made in the previous segment one quarter ounce of cane sugar syrup. Uh, The primary difference between cane sugar syrup and simple syrup is one of uh, consistency and sweetness. A cane sugar syrup is generally a little bit thicker and a little bit sweeter. You can think of, if you think of a sugar syrup as generally being like a one to one ratio or maybe a one to two ratio, I think of a cane syrup as two to three ratio. So it's a little bit thicker, a little bit more sugary. Um, And then you take those ingredients uh, and combine those into a shaker with three ice cubes give it a real quick shake, and then strain that into a highball glass that's filled with crushed ice, uh, and then garnish that with half of a strawberry as a nod, obviously, to the strawberry balsamic gastrique that's in there. Uh, Presentation-wise, you can see a picture in the show notes. Uh, It does make a very elegant presentation if you use a clear glass because of the dark color from the balsamic vinegar, uh, more so the balsamic than the the strawberry, uh, but it definitely has a very pronounced dark red uh, look to it. In terms of taste... I happen to have one right here. Um, one of the things that I like about it is you can still taste, I don't know that I really taste the Appleton rum. I definitely can taste the Clement rum along with the balsamic, which gives it some bite. And then the strawberry sugar syrup gives it a little bit of sweetness and then a little bit of extra boost of sweetness just to, you know, with the cane syrup. Um, I don't think that, I think what I like about it is it gives it just enough uh, structure and just enough um, additional bite to it that you don't drink it really quickly. Um, you know, I don't, I, this is the first experience I've had using some, any sort of balsamic reduction in a cocktail, but I, I really do like it. I think it gives an interesting, uh, counterbalance to the sweetness that's typically found in tropical cocktails and really works well with the rum. So, uh, hats off to death and company, not that they need my endorsement, but obviously, um, they got a good thing going there and I can't wait to look at the rest of the, the book and see what they have. Um, you know, having had that, um, I wanted to see what else I could do that might be sort of along those lines where I could use some more of that strawberry balsamic and and see what else I could concoct with it that wasn't too far off the ranch, but maybe was a little bit of a variation. Um, and I have a recipe that's also in the show notes called the Caribbean Preserve. And for that, I used two, two ounces of the Clement Premier Con, which is another um, of their, um, another one of their white agricoles. Uh, it's a little bit, I guess, a little bit lower on their scale. Uh, but I use that for a lot of tea punches as well. Um, three quarter ounce of strawberry balsamic gastrique, 
one half ounce of lime juice to just kick up a little bit of the bitterness, and then one quarter ounce of simple syrup. And for that, I shook that with ice cubes and then strained into a Collins glass filled with crushed ice and floated a half ounce of soda water. So that gave it maybe a little bit more, you know, lengthened it a little bit more with the soda water, gave it a little bit more bitterness from the lime juice. Well, maybe not bitterness, but let's just say sour. Um, it's definitely not in the same spirit as the as the original recipe. The original recipe was called Creole Shrub for a reason because it was following uh, the shrub that we talked about a couple segments ago where you wanted that to be something that was um, the cocktail that was you know made up primarily of spirits, water, and a vinegared syrup. So if you'll notice uh, in the original recipe, there was no citrus juice. That was totally intentional because that's the spirit of that shrub cocktail. Anyways, the alternate was just to add a little bit more sour to it and give it a more of a planter's punch slant um, instead of a shrub plant, uh, shrub slant. So uh, I'll put both recipes in the show notes. They'll be available on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Show links are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number 5, minutesofrum.com. The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. On iTunes, you can subscribe, you can rate the show, you can even leave a review. Uh, If you have two minutes to leave a review and rate the show, that would be great. Uh, It helps push the show up in the rankings. Uh, Overall, in the iTunes rankings, it helps more people find it. Um, And although I do not get any sort of compensation for this show, I think that everybody should hear more about Good Rum, and therefore I want more people to listen to this show. Uh, Please, you can also find the show on Twitter as at 5 Minutes of Rum. That's at symbol number five minutes of rum, um, either via the website or via Twitter. You can send in comments, corrections, feedback, and requests. Uh, And now go get some agricole rum.